Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have to tell you that I have been super inspired by last week's episode, if you listened, when Camille Finan talked to us about kitchen design and what was important and what was not so important for having in our kitchens and really being realistic about what is a good idea to spend your time and your money on and what is just really not that necessary. And I also have a couple other guests who are coming up that I'm very excited to talk to as well. These are people who I didn't know. And when they reached out to me to say, hey, I love what you're talking about on your podcast. Here's what I do. And I think that it might work out really well. I could not be more excited about two more upcoming podcast guests who really were very convincing when they reached out to me. I don't do a ton of guest episodes anymore because a lot of times I'm just trying to hop on and give you guys a few things to think about in three simple steps, you know, using my three E's philosophy to simplify and organize your life. But honestly, these two women who are now coming up and additionally Camille from last week, I cannot wait to share with you because they have got some brilliant ideas about how they handle things in their home, with their families, with their nutrition and their exercise and moving their bodies when it feels like, oh my gosh, I just do not have time for that or the energy for that. 
So I've really been inspired by them and I hope you'll stay tuned in the coming weeks. And if you didn't get to hear Camille's episode last week, please go back and listen to it. We originally were going to call it heart of the home, which how sweet does that sound? And, and, you know, I'm talking about the kitchen, but she blew my mind a couple, a few, several (laughs) different times during that podcast interview. And I was like, we need to make this a little bit more real. And so we talked about how it's real life kitchen design. We needed to make the title reflect some of the nitty gritty things that we actually talk about and some of the mind blown moments that she shared with me. I just, I felt like I needed to have that reflected in the title. So please go back and listen if you haven't already to some of the genius things that she says when we talked about real life kitchen design. So as I mentioned, It has really inspired me to think about some of the things that I have spent my money and my time investing in. And I I just, I started to scribble down notes. So I'm going to, let's hope that it doesn't sound like I'm reading, but I'm going to kind of read because I didn't want to mess this up. I wanted to share them with you because I feel like some of them are important. One of them is kind of funny. You're probably going to think I'm crazy, but it's been a really good time and money investment for me. And I'm going to start there. And then I'm actually going to tell you that I totally have them lined up as far as my essential enhancement and extra. I'm going to actually start with the extra. Okay. This is the thing that really got me thinking when I was in the shower the other day, because I have invested in laser hair removal. Now, If you are a man who's listening on this podcast right now, first of all, thank you and welcome. And please keep coming back. I love and appreciate you. But you might not appreciate this as much as some. As a female, I tend to spend a much longer time in my shower. And now that I've got a 12-year-old daughter, she's feeling like this as well. We spend a lot more time in the shower because we've got more hair. We've got more places on our body that need shaving and need attention. And we need to exfoliate some things and do things that maybe typically, I don't want to assume, but maybe typically the men are not doing. Can I just tell you one of the best money and time investments I ever made was years ago doing laser hair removal. Okay. So moms, can I just tell you how nice it is to not have to think about shaving every day? I mean, I, it really, It's really one of those things that you don't think about until you have to get in the shower and you're like, oh, this is going to take so much longer than I wish it had to, especially if you're listen, I'm vertically challenged. I'm not even a tall person. And I feel like suddenly my legs are just, you know, a football field long whenever I get ready to shave. Can I just tell you how my life feels honestly changed when I decided to do laser hair removal? I might shave my legs once a month. Because I did this thing forever ago. Now I had to commit to it. Okay. So I had to, if I'm not mistaken, it was a full year. It was like 12 months that I paid for. And um, just, this is not an ad, but I'll tell you, I went to laser away and they're great. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, there are a million different laser aways around. I don't know if they're in other States because this is where I go here, (laughs) but laser away is great. And um, if you are not in California, you could always just call laser away and say, Hey, is there a place that you might recommend in my neighborhood, wherever you are, but it's so worth it. Not just the having to get in there and doing the shaving part or whatever, but like, I do not miss the razor burn. I would have razor, but have very sensitive skin and I have dark, thick hair. 
ooh, real attractive, huh? No. So I would shave. And you know how they say like with men, you have five o'clock shadow, which I married a Greek man and he's super hairy. So his five o'clock shadow happens right around like 10 a.m. <laughs> so that's what I felt like with my legs. I would get out of the shower after I shaved my legs and it would look like I had never shaved. You know, it might feel sort of kind of smoother, but I had all of these dark little polka dots all over my legs. And then I would have razor burn after that. And then it would feel super uncomfortable. So it might seem silly, but truly that is something that has been the best investment. As I said, I went for a 12 month span and you just go, you don't have to go all the time. I think I went maybe every six to eight weeks and you do it and they'll share with you, especially if you have really I have like translucent skin, my skin, I'm such a like thin skinned, fair skinned person. And then my hair follicles, the hair was so dark that m- truly mine was the best case scenario because they would go in and zap it. And it almost immediately, I was seeing a change. And then you do that every six to eight weeks. And maybe now it's different. Maybe that timing is different, but I think it was like every six weeks for sure. And I went for a year and oh my gosh, that was, if my daughter is 12, that was probably almost a decade ago that I started going and I just don't have to shave my legs. And I said, maybe once a month I do, but truly sometimes it's even less. So I did it on my legs. I did it under my arms. I did it on my bikini area. And I'm just like a total diehard fan now of laser away well, laser away. Yes. But laser hair removal. So something to consider might sound silly, but I'm telling you it in the long run. I, I don't even buy, I can't even remember last time I bought razors, like about one of those cheapy packs just to have, just in case some little sprigs pop up every now and then you can always go back and get little touch-ups if you want to, but I have not gone back to do any touch-ups and it's been coming up on a decade, I think. So something to consider. I do want to say that if you don't know this, actually, if you go to my website, everythingwithstyle.com, there's an online courses section. And I actually did this whole online course on organizing and styling your wardrobe in three simple steps. And one of the things that I talk about just giving you that confidence boost is and like the smooth legs, the, oh, I'm ready to get ready and look super cute. I don't feel like I have to get in the shower and shave my legs. It, they're just, they're always primed and ready. That is one of the things I even talk about in that online wardrobe course. So certainly if you're looking to get your closet and your drawers under control and you want to have a great capsule collection that I really teach you how to design so it works best for you. And I use the three E's there as well. So it really is not a major undertaking. It's super simple. Do that online course and then find there toward the end. I do share things like occasionally getting a spray tan or doing a mani-pedi or getting laser hair removal. It is a game changer. Hope you appreciate that. It is amazing. Uh, with an H, lots of H's, A-H. Yeah, you get it. Okay. So cannot recommend that enough. Next thing I want to talk about meal prep. Meal prep is something that goes in seasons for me. So depending on how much you love to cook, depending on how much you love to eat out and depending on really kind of the ages and stages that your kids are in, This might be something that's a seasonal thing for you too. If you love to cook, first of all, let me give you my home address because I'd like you to come to my house because I am not loving cooking these days. It feels like an obligation that is required of me in order for us to live our lives. Okay. 
I also wasn't even going to say this, but I've got to recommend my dear friend, Jenna Lee Rood. She wrote the foreword to my book, by the way, Jenna Lee Rood and her husband, Jake, they have created this app that is so fantastic. I met them years ago when I started doing uh, juice plus with them. And we take our juice less supplements every single day. The kids and I do, we absolutely love it. And that is how I met her because I started working with her on that. And they created all of these easy recipes and things for the busy mom who does not feel like meal prepping, who does not get excited about cooking. And then also for the mom who's crazy about it, who totally loves it. I cannot recommend their new app enough. It's called the Raised on Plants app. You can go to the app store and you can find it. Guys, it is a game changer. She breaks these things down super simply. She's going to give you all these awesome recipes that make you feel really good about showing up as a mom who's putting stuff on the table for your kids. And she's going to make you feel like you're not spending a ton of time and you're saving money like crazy. So meal prep for me, that is huge. I want to just double check because I did take notes as I mentioned. Oh, I know what I want to mention. Also, if you go to everythingwithstyle.com on that online courses page, you're going to see some freebies. There's a list you just scroll right down and there's a list of freebies that you can take and check out before if you don't know yet, if you want to invest in the online course, which 100% you totally should. There's some good stuff in there, guys, for real. It's stuff that you can apply now. And then years from now, you'll still find yourself going back and doing just because they're, you know, it's kind of like full of mom hacks and we all need those. That's for sure. So it is actually a little audio that you can go in and listen to. I want to say it's like five minutes around five minutes and you can listen to it. And I talk about how I prep my kids snacks and lunches, like their school ones that they take, but also this could be, even if they're not going off to school, it could just be what you do to have on the home front. So like this works out well in the summertime, or if you're a homeschool parent, you can prep their snacks and lunches for the whole week in just 15 minutes on Sunday. And I tell you exactly how I did that for years with my kids when they were little. Now, as they're getting older, because I really set that in motion, which seamlessly leads into the next thing I'm about to tell you, that has been something that they've seen me do for so long. And now they are doing it now that they're getting older. So I'm still doing it, but because I really led by example, that's what I'm going to tell you is the next great Money and time investment is leading by example. That's something that they've seen me do. And so now they automatically do it. And I have to believe that not only is that super helpful now in our family, and then I feel like it's kind of like a family team effort, which one of the guests that's coming up soon, she's going to be talking about putting systems in your home and having your family be sort of like a team, almost like running it like it's really teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work, of course. You've heard it. It's true. It's real. She's going to be talking about that. And she's got 10 kids. You heard me. 10 kids. If ever I felt like having two was stressful, I'm just going to be reminded that I don't have eight more. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear all the things she has to say. I've listened to some of the other interviews she's done. She's an absolute genius. So please tune in for that. That is definitely going to be coming in up, upcoming episodes. You've got to listen to her share with us some gold. I cannot wait. But as I said, leading by example, that is the other of my threes that I'm sharing with you today. 
That's the other thing that's super important. And this is actually my essential. This is actually my number one lead by example. Here is what I wrote down when I was jotting down some things to say, because I was thinking through how has leading by example really actually been a time and money saver for me? Here's what I wrote. Teach your kids how to organize and do it young. I didn't write that part, but that's important. Do it young. And then they don't even know any different. I actually talk about in my book, in chapter one, the option of organization. So as your children grow, if you've taught them, they at least have the option to be organized. You know, there again, there's those seasons and sometimes we feel a little more disorganized than other times, but it's really important for them to just be taught how to organize. And if that's not your strong suit, first of all, I know someone who can help you with that. That's me. I would love to be able to help you, but the truth is it's all about simplifying and just sticking with the simplest, most basic things that can move the ball forward without you feeling overwhelmed. So here's what I wrote. Teach your kids how to organize. Do it young. Make your bed, clear your countertops, put clothes away, let go of stuff that's not serving you anymore. And don't have a collection of stuff just because. A lot of times I'll go into clients' homes and even many of them are organized and uh, decluttered for the most part in some rooms. And there will just be certain spaces that they feel like they can't get out from under. You know, they just, they can't really nail down what is going to work best in that situation. And I will tell you so often it starts with a mega declutter. I see collections of things all the time. My daughter used to love to collect a million tiny little things. So I gave her a shelf on her book, standing bookcase in her room. It was one shelf. It was an area where she could have her little collectibles. And then as we got older, I just continued to ask, honey, are those things really things that you love and appreciate and enjoy? And over time, she started to just get annoyed by them. They were kind of a pain to have to move because I said to her, you know, when I dust, it's kind of a pain to have to move all these things. So I'm going to actually ask you to do this. I need you to clean your bookshelves because you have all these little things. And if you want to keep them, I'm going to need you to keep that dusted and tidy. So over time, it just became a collection she wasn't into. She didn't like it. She started looking at it as clutter and we got rid of it. My son is a mega Lego master. He loves doing Legos. And I have talked to, my daughter got into that for a little bit too, but he is, it's the, I feel like it's the way he's wired. I feel like the way his brain works, he's such a builder. He's such a creator. He's so imaginative and I want to give him that outlet. So Legos has really, that's really been something that he enjoys and loves to then show and display but I've set some boundaries around them. And it's really important that you do this because it can become a collection that gets out of control. And that fun thing that they did can become a major time and money waste if you're not putting boundaries around it. So in his case, I recently, even when my mom was coming in town, I said to her, we are going to hang some little shelves in Duke's room over this basket of books that he has that's kind of hidden by his dresser. So when you walk into his room so that it doesn't look so cluttered, there is a little nightstand underneath his loft bed and it was getting overrun with Legos and he was loving these things. He was so proud of these creations, but two things were happening. We were finding that it looked like clutter, so it didn't look super great. And two, we were spending too much money 
over and over and over buying more and more and more Legos. So we talked about this boundary of appreciating this really cool thing. And if he absolutely loved these creations and he didn't want to break them apart, like he's got some mega elaborate ones that are fabulous. He wants to show those off. He doesn't want to break those apart. Fine. I'm going to give him a couple of little shelves that he could put some of his favorites on. And when you walk into his room, they're hidden on a little sidewall behind his dresser. He can see them when he's in his room. But when you're out of his room walking by, you don't see them at all. You don't see this cluttered mess of primary colored Legos. So we've really accomplished his love of them and his desire to value those things and display them, but not have them look cluttered and disorganized and messy. Also, we put this boundary in where I said, look, here's the deal with the Legos. I want you to enjoy the process of building it and creating it. And then we can display it for a little bit. And then I want you to know what we're going to do is pull it back apart. If you want to keep that same book and go back and recreate the exact same thing and enjoy that process again of building it, absolutely do that. That's great. Take it all apart. One Saturday or Sunday, he may decide that instead of watching his iPad, instead of sitting in front of the TV, he wants to use his beautiful, incredibly creative mind and go back and create a brand new Lego creation. And that's so cool. And then there there's this boundary that we've put in place. So now he knows the expectation. I don't want it to get too cluttered and messy. And I've explained to him when you have so many of those things, your really spectacular ones don't even get a moment to shine because they've simply become this over cluttered collection. And it really isn't bringing you joy anymore because it feels messy and you don't even really get to see the extraordinary things that you've created. So if you have a collection just because, because it's something that you started collecting years ago, but it's not really anything that lights you up, maybe it's time to get rid of it. And then if you do have things in this collection that you really do love, make sure you don't have so much of it that it's the, the quantity negates the quality. All right. All right. I think I've made that point. Hey there, quick reminder that now there are four ways to get my book. If you head over to Amazon, you can search up. I've got you girlfriend. Why getting organized and living this mom life is not a solo mission. You can now get it on the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover and the audiobook is finally here so if you've been enjoying this podcast episode i have a feeling you might love the audiobook thanks so much for making it a bestseller and now back to the show so leading by example is something that i've done in my room so when they look in their room they see okay mom doesn't have a bunch of things that are sitting out all over the place She really doesn't have big collections of things. The things that she has in her room are meaningful. They are also not cluttered. So she can actually go to her room and either work because this is where I do my podcasts as well or sleep, rest, recover, reboot, re-energize, recuperate all the re-words. That's what your bedroom should be. It shouldn't be overrun with a ton of Legos or collections that look cluttery. That's not a space that you can really relax in if it feels cluttered. So take a look at it, highlight and display your favorite things and 
maybe have a backstock section. I do have this bench in Duke's room where he has a box where he has some things that maybe aren't the most beautiful to display, but he really still likes them. So I said, okay, I'm going to give you one big Lego box and you can have some other things in there. And then as you wish, you can pull them out, take them apart, put them back together. And then if you choose to have that on display for that particular month or couple of months, great. Then you can take it down, put up a new Lego creation, take that back apart, put it back in your main Lego bin. You see where I'm going with this? I'm leading by example because I'm not having all the stuff in my room. So then the kids see in their room what they are responsible for and really taking ownership of that as well. So that has, it has saved us money because we are not constantly buying new Lego sets. And also it saves us time because I'm not in there constantly being like, Duke, I got to clean around all this stuff. Or Isabel, I need to take all this stuff off because we got to dust and it's such a pain to put it back. Can you please come back in here? you know, just saves you all that time of having to talk about it and having to go in and do it. Whereas when you're having less, it actually creates more time and you get to keep more money in your bank account because you're not just having these collections just because, just because it was maybe something that you decided years ago that you liked that it's just really not bringing anything new and fun and joyful to your life. And if it is, make sure that you just have it in a small amount, not in abundance so that it really shines. Another thing that I talk to my kids about is making sure that we're hanging on to the valuable stuff, displaying and getting rid of the rest, as I just mentioned, but then you'll have more time because you have less to keep up with and clean up and maintain. You'll have more money because you aren't constantly spending it on stuff you don't need or use once and then it becomes clutter. Okay. So look in your room too. I talked to them about reusing stuff. So not just in the case of Legos, but other things that you might have in any room of your home. How can we lead by example? If you've got a cluttery kitchen, that's one of the things that Camille and I talked about last week, then how can you expect your kids to have a space that's decluttered if it's like hot mass express behind every cabinet and drawer in your kitchen, for example, bathrooms can get that way too. Do you really need a gazillion products? Talk to them, be mindful of these choices that you are making. So they're seeing that you're leading by example. So one of the things too, that we talk about a lot is borrowing stuff, not necessarily having to buy it, spend more money on it. Is there something you're going to use one time and you need to borrow it? My husband borrowed a grill from neighbors of ours for an event that we were doing and hosting and we didn't have to go out and buy a whole other grill. We just borrowed theirs. So that's even like a really big thing that saved us a ton of dough. Also give and take hand-me-downs, share your stuff with other people. It can go on to have another life. Not only is it decluttering your space, and I do that in my closet and drawers regularly, but I'm also taking on hand-me-downs that maybe other people have had. A lot of times when I go into my clients' homes and they're ready to donate stuff, if I see that something that they have actually would benefit my child, whether it's um, a warm winter, I just got a beautiful warm winter jacket for my son, Duke. I don't want to spend a lot of money on that because despite our current <laughs> crazy cold weather in Southern California, usually we do not have a need for big, heavy, huge coats. If you live in places that have really seriously cold weather, maybe you do want to invest in that. But what happens here in Southern California is that a lot of our kids outgrow these big, heavy coats that we maybe have spent 50 to a hundred dollars on these nice jackets. And they're wearing them once in January. And really it's just not getting 
cold enough to wear a big, heavy coat. Maybe we need it if we go skiing or go to another location or something. I say, if we're going ski, we're not skiing. Maybe one day we will. That's not something we usually do, but we just got done with ski week. And a lot of our friends did go and ski and to be able to share all of that expensive ski wear if you did not run it into the ground because you didn't ski a million times and you can pass that on to a friend who has kids who are going skiing for the first time or even adults pass theirs on to another adult that could wear it, that is obviously saving you money. And it's saving you time having to go shopping and find those things and look online and all that kind of stuff because your friend's just going to send some stuff over whenever their kids outgrow it or whenever they're done with it. So I absolutely love that. I do that with my own friends. I do that with my clients. So that is another opportunity for that I can lead by example. And then my kids just know, hey, these are cool hand-me-downs. I like it. And they're fine with it. Certainly we will invest in some other things. Isabel loves Aviator Nation these days. So two things here. One, we were in carpool the other day and we saw some cute kids that we'd actually passed on some things, including this one cute Aviator Nation hoodie sweatshirt to them. And they got out of the car. It was Valentine's Day and they got to have free dress and this little cutie that Isabel had given her Aviator Nation pink sweatshirt that her my mom-in-law, her grandmother had given to her. We actually got to give that to a friend and it was so cool to see them wearing it because Isabel outgrew it. What are we going to do with it? We're not going to keep everything. So to be able to share that, that was great to see somebody wearing it. But also the big joke is that now that Isabel and I are about the same size in clothes, she's been wearing mine. My husband was so sweet. He got me this really cute black sweatsuit from there with a lightning bolt on it and she loves it. And the truth is she looks a heck of a lot cuter in it than I do, which, you know, is infuriating, of course, but it looks really cute on her. And so I've said to her, I don't mind if you borrow that. She knows that she needs to take good care of it, you know, not be running around and skin her knees and rip it up and, you know, whatever. But like, if you spill something on it, well, I could have spilled something on it as well. So I don't mind if she borrows my stuff. That's fine. That is something that I love now, actually. That saves me money, certainly, because she can borrow my stuff. But also, I decided that I was going to go get her. She really likes this one color, which you guys know I'm allergic to color. <laughs> if you've been around for any length of time, she knows that this one thing that she really liked, I'm never going to buy it and have her borrow it because it's got too many colors in it. And so she doesn't know this yet. Don't tell her. Shh. But I did actually buy it the other day. And uh, the funny thing is I got a sweet little friends and family discount as well. And so that was kind of nice. I did it because I got the discount. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy her this set. So she doesn't know. I don't know when I'll give it to her. She's growing at lightning speed. So I actually bought the next size up and I think I'm just going to hang on to it until either she does something that's super awesome sauce that I feel like I need to reward and be like, you know what? I have a surprise for you. And she's going to totally freak out. Or I'm going to just wait until a birthday or some other event. You know, I've got that tucked away and she doesn't know it exists there, but I do. So that can be a fun little surprise. So, you know, that's just something to consider too, whether you're sharing clothes with your kids or not. I really do lead by example when it comes to hand-me-downs, giving and receiving. It's just so great. Show your kids what you're doing and why you're doing it and be consistent because then they will be. So do actually have active conversations constantly with your kids about this because they're not just going to start doing that now, but then it's sort of like 
the organization gift that keeps on giving as they grow up, they're going to know less is more. It truly is. They are going to not be annoyed by a hand-me-down, but be grateful. They are going to not keep so much clutter around them because they know the importance of doing a good purge because they've watched you do it. You've led by example. That is definitely something that they have seen value in over the years, especially if you're consistent. And they're going to do that in their families in the future as well. So it sets the tone for regular purges when you're doing these things. Regular purges, I truly will do them every three months and sometimes even less than or more than that. Less time in between is what I meant. I will even do them more often than every three months because my kids are growing at lightning speed, but also because, you know, sometimes we do have those seasons, you know, like sports and stuff where I know that the thing that I got them, it's not going to fit them next year, or maybe it's been two years. So I know that this is really the tail end of it, just doing those purges and not bringing in a gazillion stuffed animals. For example, stuffed animals or games or Legos or, you know, whatever it is, is that's your kid's thing. Oh my gosh, my daughter is super into her friends. They're all about their skincare routine. Bringing in all of these extra products that she just does not need to be putting on her face that sometimes can do more harm than good. I have just had this conversation with them since birth and they know we don't need to have a million things. Have a few things that you're using, rotating through often and let go of the rest. And when I'm leading by example and I'm being consistent, they are seeing the value in that. So I just wanted to also say it just becomes something that you do regularly. They don't form these crazy attachments to things and struggle to let them go when this is something you're doing regularly and they're seeing you lead by example in that sense as well. Teach them to value special time together and not just getting another toy or stuffed animal or outfit. Have them value your time together. I actually did a, I will drop it in show notes. I did a, uh, excuse me, a YouTube video on right around the holidays. And when you're getting ready to buy stuff for people, I did a couple of videos where you can see just the importance of giving gifts that don't lead to clutter and also talking to them about making memories and things like getting them guitar lessons. I talked about that. Isabel was super into guitar, getting them to guitar lessons, getting them something that they're going to enjoy art classes, uh, having them do an after-school program at school that might cost some money. So when they open up a birthday card or something saying, we're going to do this great after-school class for you, because I know that would be super fun. That is still something that is is valuable to them, but also invaluable to you because you're not bringing in all this extra clutter and you're giving them these gifts of experiences and making memories. Maybe it's taking a trip together or something like that versus more things, more stuff that add to clutter in your life. So leading by example is actually my essential, my three E's, your essential enhancement and extra. Today, I am saying leading by example is my essential must have or must do in your life. My enhancement, that number two thing I am saying is going to be the meal prep. It really does save you time and money. And the enhancement is the thing that adds style or value to your life. Absolutely prepping ahead helps in so many ways. So, and don't forget, by the way, go check out that audio. I will pop those links in show notes as well for that little five minute audio you can listen to where I talk about prepping your snacks and lunches and how I do it in three simple steps. 
15 minutes on a Sunday done for the whole week. It's truly amazing. Also the extra, this is sort of going to take your life to a whole new level. Do you have to have it? You don't have to have it, but it has been a great money and time saver over time for me. Laser hair removal. (laughs) It just has, it just has. I thank God and laser away and my legs every time I get in the shower and think, no, I don't have to shave them today. And look, they're so soft. Yes. Make that investment. If you can do it, it definitely pays off in spades. Hope you guys find some of this stuff useful, whether or not these are your three E's do take a look at what you're doing in your life and figure out ways for you and your family in your style to invest in things that are great time and money savers. And P.S. Share them with me because maybe you've found something that works so well for you and your family that I would like to know about. And then who knows, there could be a whole other episode on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week for some more organization motivation. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.